What's the schedule like on any given week or a month? I mean, you, you all just came out with a new album. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what's it like gigging? Because, um, you know, those of us that want to grow up and be in a band someday, we're always just curious of what that's like. It sounds so... You got to pick one. You either grow awesome. up or be in a band. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pod Heffern. This is Pod Heffern. I'm John Stevens. This is Pod Heffern. All right, so... Uh, you guys don't know anything about this podcast. This is going to be the coolest thing we've ever done. Right on. Officially. <laughs> That's true. So so this... John po- Bob Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will talk about the hat. We'll breach that at some point, all right? So for, for those all, of you who are listening, I'll watch Well, it. for the people listening, yeah. But if you're watching, we have people that watch not just from Texas, but from other places as well. And I'm originally from Georgia. And the first thing my mom is going to say is... What in the hell is that thing on your head? Uh, we'll talk about that later. But, man, we're really glad. We have the Broken Spokes who are here. And we, we've been talking, like, last week you had Natty the Poet. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do some things that are about, yeah, we do faith on Pod Have Mercy. We talk some quirky denominational stuff, which mm-hmm. apparently yeah. is the least liked of everything we talk yeah. about. Mine too. Um, <laughs> we talk about faith. We talk about spirituality. We just talk about kind of how God's working in the world, maybe in non-traditional ways just mm-hmm. out there that we don't see. And so the Broken Spokes are a, a, a band here in Houston, uh, just released a new album. So I want, I want you to go around and introduce yourselves first. Mm-hmm. And maybe as you're introducing yourself, kind of I mean, not just what you play and what you do, but how'd you get into this? Because this is not all you do either. Right. Some of you are doing some wonderful, exciting yeah, things in life. Things. That we talked <laughs> Incredible about. things. It's a side hustle for us. <laughs> yeah, a side hustle. Ellen, let's start with you. All right. I'm Ellen Story, originally from West Tennessee. Um, I grew up playing bluegrass and um, kind of all different kinds of music with my family. I'm primarily a fiddle player, but I do other things. I sing and do quite a few other instruments. Um, Let's see. I do music full-time. That's my lifeblood and my passion. So I came to Houston around 2016 after studying at Berklee College of Music in Boston. And um, this is my home. I love playing country music with the spokes and doing all sorts of fun stuff. And Ellen also is a part of the Chapwood family and our contemporary set group at 830 and 945 at Chapwood. So she is family to us. So don't hurt her. Well, it's yeah, we, we try not to. It's funny when she very first joined the band, my wife like gave me like a very stern like sit down talking to like no, Ellen is a is a woman, is a female, and you cannot do certain things, and you need to be cognizant of what she, where she, and all this stuff. And I was like, look, I think she's going to be fine. And then I actually thought about it for a few hours, and I was like, yeah, that's probably a good point. We probably should be cognizant of that. <laughs> and I think for the most part, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. are y'all are way better than most of the other stuff I've experienced. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like for the most part we're chivalrous and and respectful. Y'all are great. Yeah, well, good. Love y'all. Well, tell us about you. Uh, my name's Brent. I sing and uh, I strum guitar. Uh, I've been doing music most of my life. Um, I've been into just about every kind of music there is, I think, at any given time. Grew up with Josh over here. We we had a punk rock band when we were in high school. We just wanted to be loud and contrarian. And What was the name of your punk rock It was band? called Shove It. <laughs> Shove it. <laughs> so we were skateboarders, right? And we had mastered what's called the pop shove it. Oh, yeah. We were trying, attempting to master the pop shove it skateboarding uh, move or whatever you want to call it at the time. And we were like, this, this, we relate to this and it, you know, and it, it makes a political statement, so to speak, I guess. Sure. As much as you can punk at 16. Yeah. That's like uh, the famous Mercy Street stewardship campaign. Yeah. Up yours, I've up mine. Yeah. Right. Up your pledge. I know. Up yours. Well, I've up my pledge. Up, up yours. Somehow they didn't fly. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but no, this is this band's been a lot of fun. Um, again, like I said, I I've got a a day job as well as this, and a family and whatnot. And so these days, it's about um, how do I balance all of those three uh, as equally as I can. But I. I've always been a kind of all in or all out. Like if I do something, I'm just completely all in. Yeah, that's good. And that drives some people crazy. And that's it's good and bad, let's just say, at times. But um, that's kind of where I'm at. That's awesome. 
my name is Josh Artell. Um, grew up with uh, the Brent. Um, we used to play in that band, the Shove It Band. <laughs> <laughs> Shove It Band. The Shove It Band. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good stuff. Uh, I grew up in a musical family. <clears throat> Started playing piano first, uh, then moved to guitar as a teenager. like to write songs. Um, and during the day, I'm a piano technician, so I tune and repair pianos and uh, do this at night. <laughs> Sometimes during the day, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Gus. I uh, play drums for the Broken Spokes. Uh, like Ellen, I'm a full-time musician. Um, grew up, I guess, playing music. Uh, I was doing classical stuff, a little bit of jazz when I was in college, and also had a punk rock band, did the, the metal thing when I was younger and more angry. You know, uh, and then as, as life kind of beats you down, honky tonk makes a little bit more sense. It does. So it kind of became the logical next step. I've been with these guys for, I don't know, three or four years now? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. What was the name of your punk rock band? No Hope. Oh, see? <laughs> Seeing a theme here. <laughs> Josh and I's punk rock bands, uh, he had another band called the Guillotines. That's right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And uh, we <laughs> actually, so unbeknownst <laughs> then, we did shows together in Houston that we're, we're coming to figure out that we, really? we crossed yeah. paths when we were younger. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I remember his band. Oh, man, they're, they're a little bit older. <laughs> so I thought, well, I, I would love to hear from, well, first thing I think is interesting to me is kind of the life of a band, especially a local band in a city like Houston. Mm. So you probably play a lot of gigs. Some of you are doing music all the time, but you're not just doing this, you're doing other stuff. Some of you have other jobs. What's it like? What's the schedule like on any given week or a month? I mean, you you all just came out with a new album. We'll talk about that in a minute, but what's it like gigging? Because, you know, those of us that want to grow up and be in a band someday, we're always just curious of what that's like. It sounds so... You got to pick one. You either grow up or be in a band. (laughs) (laughs) So which is it? Ellen? It's exhausting. (laughs) First and foremost, it's it's what we love to do. So we have the energy to do it and make the time and energy to do it. But it's a hard life. It's not set hours. It's It's always different. Mm -hmm. We have to always be working because we're self-employed. So, you know, we got to keep the lights on. So we're always gigging. One thing that I think Ellen and I really noticed, too, is I think a lot of people have the wrong idea of what it means to be a musician for a living. You know, I had a guy say, oh, what's it like to have a seven-day weekend? You know, or, or yeah, you know, right. we show up and they're like, "Oh man, here, like, yeah, we'll be up all night and partying all night." It's like, man, I no, I, I just played for three hours. I'm tired. I'm going home. You know, I got to get some rest. I got a gig tomorrow in Austin. You know, so we play our stuff, grab our things. Thank you very much. Just like work. You know, you can clock in, do your work, clock out, go home. Hmm. Not as glamorous as it sounds. It's like ninety percent moving stuff, and then like ten percent playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right, right. A lot of that, right, uh, right. Yeah, lots of show yeah, up at three o'clock and like sit around. When you say sitting around, like yeah. waiting to go on, or well, no, like so. Say we'll show up somewhere to load in at three thirty, but we play at like nine or ten, and so they're like, okay, that took an hour. So what now? All right, well, they're like, we'll see you back at nine forty-five, and we're like, okay, we'll. Do like an American Pickers there, Marathon yeah, or something a, that's on. Is there a laundromat in this town? Or yeah. Yeah. Go nap in the car. Right. You want another cup of coffee? <laughs> well, that's the thing I've heard from you two before. Like, you know, you're playing here on Sunday morning mm-hmm. pretty early yep. when you all have like a run through. Mm-hmm. But you may have been in Austin yeah. like Saturday night. Yeah. I don't even do weddings in Austin to be back for Sunday morning. I just yeah. say mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. Finally, I had to tell these guys, guys, I'm, I'm tired of driving home from Oklahoma on a Saturday to be at church on Sunday, please. I mean, we'll do it. I know. You made a big deal about it. We'll but. do it. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a little farther than Austin. A, all right. Cool. But yeah, you're, you're right, man. I mean, well, we love playing at Chapelwood and we make as much effort as we can to be here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's get in San Antonio, play till midnight, drive home, get home at four, you know, shower and shave and suck it up. Well, you don't shave. No, no, I gave up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Saves time. Yeah, I gave up on it. Gotta, exactly, exactly. Yeah. What's what's one of your most interesting stories of a place you played or an event or something where you were like, oh, keep it clean. Yeah, this is a family show, folks. I mean, I've got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Fellas? Oh man, it doesn't necessarily have to be clean. The, uh, 
the uh, Berlander thing was pretty cool. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, we got to play Kate Justin Berlander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we played a private party for Kate Upton's birthday. At Good and Night probably, Charlie's. Yeah, at Good Night Charlie's. But it was probably, what, 2019, 2018? Yeah. Something uh, like that. Good Night Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pretty cool deal. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty cool deal. I totally snacked a picture of Verlander, like, from across the bar. Busted. He saw me. Just like looked into the yeah, soul yeah, of my camera. He, yeah, <laughs> he's got the stare. He, he straightened my wife out on that too, because she has a picture that we were showing people where she was with Josh's wife, and we're, I'm like, naturally, like, we, we want to go to this one. I'm like, dude, you have to be like, you cannot you be, be the cool. center of attention here. Cool. And and there's and a picture of them taking a selfie, but they're really just trying to catch yeah, Justin because right. like after we were finished, we're kind of standing at the bar with like he photo bombed y'all, and he's yeah. looking across the room right in the camera, like I. I know I'm what you're doing. I'm hip to you, <laughs> ladies. Um, yeah, but that that was a, that was a very interesting gig. A lot of fun. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit because you've got a new album out. I'm always interested in uh, the creative process. So, who writes music? I mean, have you always written your own stuff, or do you cover things, or how is the process creatively for you all to write? Because you, I'm just curious. I mean, there's lyrics and then there's music and Mm-hmm. How do you how do you do that together as a band? Hmm. Well, we do it about uh, once every six months, and for <laughs> <laughs> six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, as far as the process goes, uh, you know, come up with a good melody and some good chords and some good words. And uh, no, I'm just joking. That's a Willie Nelson quote. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just kind of depends. Sometimes we kind of get the core idea of it, you know, the hook of it or, or the chorus and build out from there. Um, I'll come up with some ideas, and, and Brent's really good about paring it down a little bit, making it not so wordy, you know, making it fit a little bit better and things like that. Um, we'll both kind of bring things to the table. Um, we'll go out to our uh, steel player, Kevin's studio sometimes, <clears throat> run through some things out there, and... Uh, yeah, just kind of build it so from there. you start with music? Or you start with words? I usually Lyrics. start with music. Start with music. Yeah. Everyone it's kind of a personal preference deal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, yeah, I don't know, sometimes lyrics too. Depends if it's a if it's a hook thing. But um, I'll kind of have like a melody in mind with the lyrics. It's like, like walk me through, like, what's the, the, the one that, that comes to mind right off the top of your head? Like, play us through. You start with what chords and then what comes after that. Like, one of the songs maybe that... That you'll have on your album. Um, sorry, I don't know. Put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like trying to understand. Uh, no, I'm just. What I'm asking, I guess, is like, did you come up with like, like what what comes out of the guitar first for you? I mean, it's to I wouldn't think it'd be the whole song, but maybe it's from start to finish, or is it like, oh, the chorus or the hook or what kind of grabs you with the music first? It just depends. You know, it depends on what kind of. Uh, how I'm feeling that day, you know, sometimes you, you start something that you want to have like an upbeat, you know, or be influenced by a song, you hear a song, you're like, man, I kind of want, you know, something a little rocking like that, or I like this, or I've been listening to a lot of some artist or something like that. It kind of gets you in a mindset of uh, a style, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then building it on from there, um, that helps the word, you know, the lyric flow, knowing, for me at least, like what kind of, uh, you know, what tempo or what the feel of the song is going to be to make it fit into that. Um, so I know it's kind of a vague like question, the, it's but like it's the, cre- it's the creative process. <laughs> yeah. Explain to me how you are creative. I need the mathematical calculation. Yeah. When we did the song, all I hear you say, like Josh had sent me, texted me, you know, a, a little recording of him playing part of the the first verse and then a, a good uh, kind of the start of the chorus. And he's mm-hmm. like, look, I've kind of got this idea. You know, it was really rough at that point, but he was like, I really liked the melody of it and I liked kind of the, the thought of it. And but he was like, Look, I'm I don't really have that many lyrics for it. I don't I need to rough it out and I like I really like it. So, you know, I listened to it and played around with it and so then I went back and said, Hey, you know, I kinda hear this from a little bit different perspective and check this out from a lyric perspective and he was like, All right, that really works and so I think he and I work very well together in that aspect a lot of times where you know the things that maybe I don't do as well. He his more naturally, you know, to him comes to him, um, and then maybe and vice versa at times, right? 
And so a lot of times we're kind of going back and forth on certain things where, you know, I may have a good set of lyrics and this and that. And he'd be like, man, well, here's this other cool part if we did this or we went there and we're like, oh, man, that's cool. And vice versa, you know, he'll have a really cool chord progression put together and be like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out lyrics or I'm trying to think through things. And it's sometimes easier for me, especially if we've got like a thought started, right, or a, an idea mm -hmm. for me to kind of flesh things out, especially from a lyric perspective. So you're like Lynn McCartney. Yeah. Broken Spokes version of Lynn I think we get along better for the most part, but yeah. <laughs> so the song you just referenced is, what was it, one? All, it's called All I Hear You Say. It All I Hear You Say. New, it was Look. on the new album, yeah. I have it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you play it? Can you play a little bit of it? Or do you want me to play it on my Spotify? Yeah. But they're here. Let's listen. I know. That's... <laughs> so, yeah, like, for this song, I had the, the chorus part. All I hear you say is I love you. I had that down. Yeah. But I didn't have a whole lot else. Right. I had a good chunk of that, you know, but that's like the kernel of, of the idea and build on from there. Then we come up, you know, after we kind of hash out the, uh, the verse and the chorus, right. we'll come up with an intro, come up, you know, yeah. solo all the little other bells and whistles to go on top of it. And so. I think typically we try to have like a song, you know, like melody, chord background and lyrics hashed out before we sit down with the band. And then usually we'll have, you know, whoever did the majority of the lifting on the writing or whatever, we'll have ideas. And usually we'll have sent a, a recording of that to everybody and be like, you think about it too, right? What are you hearing? What are you thinking? And then usually we put everybody together and that's where like the song kind of comes together. It's very so collaborative, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. yes. We try to That's be. one of the things to surround yourself with great players. A lot of it is just let your big dogs run. We don't tell her how to play fiddle. We don't tell our bass player how to play. You just kind of mm -hmm. give them a recording. This is kind of what we're doing. Look it over. We'll get together next week. We all just kind of throw our stuff on there and then we chat about it i really like that maybe if we right. tried this a little different that's right. kind of cool and just that's we try awesome. and shelve our egos well i think we do better than i mean that's a to me that's a it's like a you it's a rep sport right, right. Yeah, yeah. and i think the more we've done it the better we've gotten about sharing ideas and people not taking you know things personally and whatnot and trying yeah. to just say all right hey let's just get the best we can get and if it's not necessarily what i thought here or there I think everybody is trust the group, right? And trust the process that mm -hmm. if we reach consensus for the most part, mm -hmm. good. you're good with it. Like, okay, if everybody believes that, then I'm, I'm good with going along with it, you know? Mm -hmm. well, let's he let's hear the collaboration. Oh, I hang on every word 
Love it. That's so good. So, so, so the hat, when I came in, um, Gus, you were not going to wear your hat because you were feeling the little, I don't know, are you feeling we're indoors, so, man? That's well, we're indoors, I know, but you can wear it indoors. So, but I, rules here. The rules. It's, I, I always heard if you're in a building where you sleep, that you take it off mm-hmm. or church. Mm-hmm. All right, so but here's the deal. <laughs> Have been a, I don't break it. I don't. Or a restaurant, or, or, yeah. or a restaurant, or just, when you, you know, meet just, a lady. Just take or, it off or, or, yeah. right. So, but here's the deal. So I wore it today, and I know everyone's gonna make fun of me because from Georgia, like you, you, tra- you pretend traitor. cowboy <laughs> trader or whatever. <laughs> and so I'm gonna explain at least at, you know a little less than ten years in Houston. This is my and now I want you all to educate me. This is what I've learned about mm-hmm. cowboy hats from Texas. First right. off, you got to be about. 30 minutes outside of one of these major cities and you can wear it all the time. Sure. Like you, yeah. that's, that's allowable. Mm-hmm. If you're from Dallas or Fort Worth, you can wear it whenever you want, even though you're not really a cowboy. Well, this is Houston. We don't really talk about Dallas. We don't. Uh, but no, exactly. Like... But that's what I'm saying. They're pretend cowboys. Houston, I, no one that I really know on a regular basis ever wears a cowboy hat in Houston. Except for a livestock show and rodeo. All right, so yeah, but here's what I'm saying. And well, yes, yeah. Gus, 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 yeah. Gus, yeah. Gus, wear it. But so my, this this cowboy hat is specifically for the Lone Star Ball, the Houston Livestock Rodeo, um, and if I get invited to go somewhere that's like a Western costume party. So I wore it today. So you wore it today. I, I love it. So yeah. So look. See, we, now you're telling your wife. Well, she's like, you don't need a cowboy hat. And you're like, see, I did. I see, wore it to the podcast today. Yeah, that's right. That's that. exactly why. Yeah. And it's actually really hot too. So it's still a little. And that's too that's warm. probably more of a big <sighs> thing here. I think is with that, Houston. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's so that's hot right. down here. I know. And gotta get you, you a straw. Know, you're, yeah. I have a straw hat, but uh, you know, I just right. thought it was a little cooler today's. Yeah. yeah, who knows? First day anyway, so yes, yeah, so forgive me. And the I just thought out. I would the wear it in things. honor of you guys. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you did. Yeah, you should wear it more often. I'm glad start, it's off now. But start the uh, <laughs> really start the trend. So, I know you should. And be like, everybody soon will be doing it, and they'll be like, "Why?" Well, the pastor I don't think does it. Be cowboy church it. before you know <laughs> it. <laughs> cowboy church. That's awesome. Were you gonna ask him? Yeah. So I, two questions. One, where did the name come from, and then how did this band get formed? So the name, it's funny, like naming a band is so much harder <clears throat> than it seems. It sounds like it's... Just because you have, a, I don't know if you've been around a lot of musicians, yeah, but they're very, the um, they're very sensitive. They're artists, right? We're artists, so we're all very sensitive to I've been a pastor in a church art, for right? like 30 years. I've been around musicians. So it's really easy to know musicians' work. feelings on just about anything. <laughs> no, right? So getting everyone A to agree, um, and then B, just finding something that, right isn't hasn't been necessarily used uh you know a thousand million times and and fits what you do is more difficult and i think you know when we thought about what the broken spoke it's 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 a bar in austin a dance hall Mm -hmm. and it's been there i don't want to be misquoted a really long time but i think the coolest thing about it is in the spot down in south austin where it is everything around it has been sold and it's literally condo buildings now, multiple story oh, condo wow. buildings. I mean, right up to it. Like it is like the last bastion of old. And they're just like, we're not selling. We're not, I don't care how much the land is worth or whatever. We do this and we're not moving it. We're doing it here. This is it. It's still awesome. We'll live here and we'll die here, right? And so it was just in, a, in an ever-growing sea of change and, and the future, so to speak, right? Uh, they, they are... are are steadfast in saying we are who we are and we're going to stay that way and we think it's important that we do and so when we looked at this band and as it started right it um that kind of encapsulated what we were trying to i guess accomplish with our music because when this band first started um 
you know, I had been out working on the road right after college with some of these like Texas country guys, mm -hmm. just kind of crewing and doing various things. And uh, I remember one night uh, I was actually working with a, an artist named Roger Crager, and we had played a show in Austin, and it was a little acoustic show that used to do around Christmas time, and it was at La Zona Rosa, and we finished at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, and so we're like, okay, well, what kind of trouble can we get into? So. Um, they're like, hey, it's Sunday, let's go to the Continental Club, right, over on South mm -hmm. Congress. Um, and I've been in there before, I guess I'd never been in there on Sunday, but they had a, a band called Hay Bale that would play in there on Sunday nights. And it was kind of like a local all-star all band of all these pickers that uh, mm -hmm. a lot of them had been playing with, I mean, Johnny Cash and Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and all these various cats from Austin, right? And they just kind of hung out and played old school country music. And I know me personally going in there, when we went in there, it was packed. And there was pretty, pretty much one of every person on planet Earth in this mm -hmm. bar, just like mm -hmm. all having a good time. And I'm like, man, that is cool. That I can get into, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I know when Josh and I had reconnected, you know, he's like, look, man, I'm getting into all this old school country music and stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting that you say that. I mean, I like it too. But I was like, hey, man, check this out as an idea. I mean, all these guys did for the most part, right, is this older school country, and it's a kind of a very niche thing, but. I was like, why don't we do something like that, right? There's no one that does that. And let's just see, everybody talks like they wanna hear the good stuff, right? That's all you hear. And I'm like, well, we're gonna find out if you really wanna hear it or not, or <laughs> how much you will pay to hear, or how much you will go out of your way to come hear the good stuff, right? And so that's kind of where we, it's almost as if you would have uh, taken one of those like, time life golden area you know golden era country <laughs> yeah. you know took taking that the, one of those you know record packages and then where they scroll across the street yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the one's highlighted and they start right. playing it. Yeah. right and right. if you right. took one of those and you and you put it on a set list that's kind of where we started and awesome. and really that's kind of how we started is, is more of just kind of a cover band learning and and perfecting because um, again i think we wanted to do this the way they did it we didn't want to do like our version of it because that's the other thing is you, you run across bands and the, the, no disrespect or no it's fine but you know you get their version of whatever song right and so we wanted to say hey you know not coming from a background in this music let's let's like really learn and understand like the recipe right mm -hmm. how did they make this what you know what instrumentation how they set up the songs, right? How, what the keys they use. I mean, all the little things about how they constructed the songs and be like, let's learn to play it just exactly the way they did. And then once we do that, we'll start figuring out from there what our version of that is. But we didn't want to kind of start with our version of that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, like when you start a band and you start writing your own music and you have your own sound, my my uh, the thought process for me is okay it's going to take you longer to maybe catch on cuz like if you do top 40 right all right you're going to get booked for weddings right. right or if you do you know classic country or whatever if you do something everyone knows but it seems like it might take you longer but once it catches on that you would get my assumption is you would get like this cultic loyal following of people that like look for you yeah, I mean, I, mean, it's I, I, us. I hear that about yeah. you all in Houston. It's kind of like they, they, if you're playing somewhere, they want to go. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what we had hoped for is, like I said, there's a core group of people that want to hear this this way, right? And if we can just get to them, we'll, you know, we'll develop a good, a good fan base. And again, the way we do things and, and the way this was, I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely dance friendly, right? And, and this day and age, everybody that likes to dance. It, it can be difficult, right, given just the styles of music that are popular, the styles of music that everybody are playing. So we knew early on if we could find the dance crowd, that would build our base, and it kind of has. Uh, and we've kind of just gone from there. But we've been, I mean, I guess because we've always been busy and we've been going different directions and had other jobs and things, you know, we've, we've maybe built this slower from a marketing perspective than you most would. But... Um, that's one of the things, you know, I guess I'm just so fed up with like music in general is because I'm, I'm over the whole, what does your Instagram have on it? And more like, what do you, I could care less if you even have one. I'm going to actually just listen to your songs and go, wow, really like the songs. Yeah. I'm a fan. It's a necessary but the, but the evil. But the business is moving in a, you know, it's I get it, right? It's, it's a business, evil. right? But it's, it's just got creating your brand. I mean, and I mean, Jeff knows more about that stuff than I do, but I mean, there's, there's like, you all are a brand 
Isn't that right, Jeff? Is that what it's called? I mean, branding, it's branding. Yeah, it's important. Like, see, I, I, I talk about things I don't know. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> so, what was your punk band name? <laughs> so, on this album, on this new album, what is what is what is each of y'all's favorite song? Uh, I like the title track, "Where I Went Wrong." I think that's great. That one was for me the most fun. Uh, it's just I think it sounds different than all the other songs. It kind of stands out. Um, I was really happy when we decided to name the album after it. I just I really like playing that song a lot. Well, you want to play it? Yeah. Where I went wrong? Yeah. Sure. All right. Gus's favorite song right, on the right. album. <clears throat> <clears throat> Every time Ellen plays, all I remember is if you're going to play in Texas, there you go. gotta have a fiddle in the band. That's, that, right. that, that's, that's right. mandated, right? If you you're love gonna be that, in it, right? it's job it. security for. <laughs> it's job security. Ellen's top five favorite songs. I don't know. Let's go. Double went down to Georgia. That song. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I'll keep thinking. But. The chair. She played since I'm from Georgia. We she played it for me one time. That means she really likes you. He's in a bind. He's way behind. He's willing to make yeah. a deal. That means he re she really likes you. We were in Tennessee this past week visiting my sister and her husband. And her, one of her husband's best friends came to visit. And he was at the house a lot when we were there. And he was like, I, can you just play something for me? I was like, all right, all right. So I started playing Devil Went Down to Georgia. And he fell out on the floor. Melted. So that's that's my go-to. Apparently the whole time we were going up there, he said, I got to get her to play. And her 
her brother-in-law was, man, you gotta be cool about it, man. I mean, she's on <laughs> sure. vacation, you know. Don't yeah. I'm just come out with it. <laughs> hey, uh, you mind if I kind uh, of see your fiddle? Well, since you're holding it, you know, you want to do a little. What does it sound like? Yeah, you're right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you like put the thing on the strings? Yeah, well, why yeah, don't you just, just play in. a song for me? Just go all in. <laughs> it's like an episode of Mr. Rogers. Mm, hey, it's an instrument you got there. It's interesting. Yeah, hey, that's a nice. Well, what kind of sounds does it? Well, I'll show you. Oh wow, strings on it. That's special. Yeah, that's. That's Isn't really that a really special. interesting sounding instrument? I wonder yeah. what it sounds like. What are you thinking exactly. about when you play? Yeah. Mostly my financial situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who else? What's your favorite song? Brent, what's your favorite song, man? I'm curious I about know. this one. Um, I think maybe one of my favorite songs is um, Driving Nails in My Coffin, purely because I think what we tried to do with this record is get a very accurate representation of us playing live right because mm -hmm. i think in the, today's day and age a lot of what you hear recorded does not translate to a live show right because right. people are kind of going backwards where they're like look I'll, I'll hire all these people right we'll spend all this money we'll take all this time and we'll make this record and with the technology you know pretty much anyone can make a record and we can get it to sound halfway decent you know it's it auto tune auto tune right. your voice Studio. it just can right yeah, you know yeah, but and then you go see that band live or they try to play live and you're like wow this is not at all what we saw or i was expecting well that's why they the stand record. up there with a the microphone <laughs> and they sing like right. the first day like you know they'll yeah. hold the mic they hold the mic out it's yeah. like yeah I, maybe i, I don't want to hear them that. sing <laughs> right i would like to hear <laughs> right. you sing it right and so we wanted to, you know, this band has always been a live band at its core, and that's what we've always wanted it to be. And so I think that's one of those things where it's like, you know, that's all us, right? And that's normally exactly what you would get if we played live. And that's where I would, I would feel proud about the record and what we do to go, yeah, you bring your touring band in in one shot and do that, and I bet it don't sound that good. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's hear yeah. let's hear that one that um driving nails in my coffin. Yeah. Those names over you. 
That is so good. <laughs> so does every so does every what, what was what was it the um not Robert O'Keen who was it uh David Allen Coe what was the perfect country song has to have like a train and a truck and a dog and prison and mama prison and, mama prison and, mama. and yeah. it's got to be some booze in there somewhere beers mm-hmm. um so it's like kind of the standard formula just working man's music. <laughs> Driving nails in my coffin. Records in the truth. <laughs> to that. So best best gig, worst gig. Ooh. Let's start worst gig, best gig. Ooh, well, that? you talked about some interesting stuff before the, the JV. What's the worst thing you've ever? Can you talk about? Um, was it Marshall's Tavern? Yeah. And <laughs> can you, can you? That one was, oh, that was the yeah. uh, we don't like you, you don't like us gig? Yeah. We can laugh about it now. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to edit out you the can names? Talk about yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can yeah. edit out the names if we need to. I don't, I don't know how many uh, uh, church members you have that travel from Conroe. I, I imagine probably not too many. Uh, no, 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 no. We, we, they'll go up and listen to music in Conroe, but probably right. not drive down the church. So we played at a place that I'm guessing it used to be it was in an, a very old strip center, you know, like strip mall uh-huh. in Conroe, and I and I'm 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 guessing it used to just kind of be a pool hall kind of a thing, and they just bought out some extra space. Um, but it was extremely, it was, it was not really the nicest place to start out with that we'd ever played. Um, and then it was one of the places they would allow you to smoke in there. And this was I don't know maybe three years ago. Oh wow! Yeah. So it was new. So we didn't like really like BFW that. And so they, you right. know, we got in there, so, and you know, we we tried to get everything going and whatnot. And the people that ran the place were not super helpful or really that excited that we were there, which is fine. I mean that it happens. But as we played, um, I think there was maybe ten, twelve people there, and let's just say they were not. I don't think they came to see us. We'll just say that. Um, and they were not necessarily into like what we were doing, so they were, you know, getting slightly militant and intoxicated and asking for I don't know what was it. One guy purple would not rain. give up on Purple Rain, and I'm like, buddy, I'm, Purple. Yeah. Did you do the Dwight Yoakam bluegrass version? No, because I, I mean, I, I, I feel like even, even, oh, even so, you could have pulled that out. Well, the problem is like if you light that fuse in that, in that scenario, if you light that fuse, and so it was just not really good. And so we played kind of a long set, and we were going to play another one. And I kind of went up, and and I think at some point like half the lights went out because like a, a, a breaker was tripped and. The only lights that were working in the first place right. was the single spotlight yeah. coming down on Brent right. in the front. All of us were in complete darkness in yeah. the background. Which sounds like and it was probably a good deal. I mean, people were very, I'm happy with that. And I think I just told the lady at the bar, I was like, look, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. You guys don't really like us. We're not really feeling you. Why don't you just give us our money and we'll just move it on down the road. And she was like, here you go. Yeah. I was like, cool. Thanks. Meanwhile, yeah. see you later. Break, purple Rain guy got up on stage. He did. He got on stage. Did he do Purple Rain? That was a great idea. Yeah. Word for word, saying Purple Rain. To his credit, he knew the song. He knew, he knew what he was going really for. Well. But I mean, and it was, he danced with the broom for like an yes. uncomfortably long time. And I mean, <laughs> it was just like it was really weird. That's right. It was. It was just a very interesting <laughs> subsection of. of I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Yeah. And it was, it was that's amazing. It was not a good gig. One of the first times I ever thought, "What did I just join? What band did <laughs> yeah, I just what? join?" And it's this, <laughs> no yeah. one to go, "What up, buddy?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Booking these places. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We like to start. This is off. not what yeah. they told me it was. <laughs> well, we'll play anywhere once, just about. But sure. We got the most teeth out of uh, most teeth out of anybody else in the yeah. place too. Yeah. <laughs> it, love, uh, yeah. it, it, I'm not kidding. It was not good all the way around. They had like one of those video poker room things they going did. on uh-huh. the side. I was like, and I mean, ladies like, just yeah. in there, trained, just yeah. crushing heaters, just one after another. <laughs> I would have Old ladies seen, like, that are like, and, then, and then most of the time they're like, "Why? I'm just trying to play video poker. Uh, why I don't even guy? want what you to be here." And I'm like, "Look, I don't want to be here either. Let's just let's just say this didn't work." And yeah, I would have loved to see their their business plan for opening that up. All right, we're going to have a video poker over here on the side. Right, the pool table's in the back. Smoking everywhere. Right. <clears throat> carpeted floors. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, carpeted floors in a bar. Yeah, perfect In idea. a smoking bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be known for, like, our tater tots. We'll have wild, different versions of our tater tots. So this will be, like, barbecue tater tots, and this will be Mexican tater tots. And, yeah, I mean, it's that kind of thing, yeah. 
Totally. And uh, and Purple Rain. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the guy was like, I thought he was going to kill one of us. Like, he was clearly on all kinds of substances, which, I mean, hey, to each their own. But we're like, bro, relax. And like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I can't really nicely tell you to go, like, leave us alone anymore. <laughs> So then we went to just ignore him, and that didn't really work. And the people from the bar, I'm like looking around, going, "Hey, can you like, can someone get involved here?" And they're like, eh, "Sorry, he's the owner." So it, right. <laughs> it sounds like you to see me, we've got eight people in here. We lose one. That's a big hit to our revenue tonight. And I'm like, well, it sounds like to me you're still processing this uh, in some ways. Yeah. So it's healthy. That's good. It's, I think that's healthy. It's a collective trauma. Well, and that always ends up being like the last thing. If we've done like three deals in a week or whatever, and I've had, you know, we've just had a long week, it'll always be that'll be the last thing we do. Ugh. So I already don't necessarily have a lot of patience because I'm like, let's just get this done and get out of here. And, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing I think <clears throat> it's interesting. People think, oh, it'd be so glamorous, whatever. I mean, sometimes you're just like, you're, I'm just going to work. Yeah. Just yeah, and I mean, we're, we're having more fun it. gigs, right? But what everybody thinks of a gig, like, let's just say most 10 or 5% of bands, maybe less, actually, that's what they play, right? It's the what you think of, like, when you're like, I'm going to this concert. Oh, this would be awesome. And most of the time, we'd probably be standing next to you going, man, this would be awesome, too, if this was our show. Right. We're, like, in Marshalls in the corner, right, in Conroe at 11.50 on a Saturday, you know. We've come grinding it out, you know. But you know what I mean. A lot of the gigs are, you know, there are fun gigs, but a lot of the gigs are, you know, work. We're yeah, we're in a new place, right? Where there's not a lot of people there, and it's, you know, how how can we give them the best possible show? Because again, Mm -hmm. this is your shot. Mm -hmm. As much as you don't think it's great or not, I mean, this is our shot to kind of, you know, start building and doing our doing our thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we're more focused on what we're doing and. How do we do the best we can rather than than relaxing in the the luxury and the glitz that is the gig? Ellen, what's your favorite song on the new album? Already picked? I don't think it's anyone else's favorite song, but I don't care. <laughs> River of Blues. Man, that was a sleeper. We, we I like that song too. Fun. I just shelved that song. It just well, kind of yeah. bops along. Yeah, why why did you song. assume that no one? Why why did you say that? I've heard grumblings from amongst the group. Well, when the song <laughs> was fine. presented to us, it was kind of like ah, we've been throwing this idea around, and we're probably just going to shelve it. And it just we keep trying these versions, and it just doesn't really pan out. I don't know. Like, well, let's just try. We we picked up a couple new members. I, I say we. I was the last one to join. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking ownership. Yes, yes, yes. You're we. The band had changed yes. since, I guess, that right. song was first song. presented. Yes. <laughs> so we tried it again, and, you know, I think it, it turned out well. It bops along. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I, again, I, it, there may be, it may not be suitable for playing live every gig we have, right? But there might be certain gigs, and I think it turned out way cooler as a as a, a song on a you know recorded song than maybe it would have just been a song we played live exclusively so can you give I, us river of blues can you play that can we have we ever done it this way i, don't know if we've I think we've done close right? can, can you do well, it hey way? you know what if you mess it up no one will know right. except me okay all right well, <laughs> the mtv <laughs>
See, I, I like you it. like it because you get to talk with the guitar, mm-hmm. fiddle and the guitar get to talk to each other. Yeah, I like it. That's awesome. Yeah, we don't that do that song. one very often. We don't. It's Why? A, it's a good song though. Well, I mean, I feel like it, the crowd just tells us right. We get into uh, kind of the groove of what we're doing, and then we're like, oh, let's check this one out. And everybody's just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna go get a drink. You do or, have to read the room. Yeah, yeah go yeah, to the yeah, bathroom yeah, yeah. or like the it. It's don't. been on the list a lot, and like Brent turns around and says, let's get out. Yeah, I get it. Everybody. So if you've got a big, if you've got a big dance hall and everybody's right. two stepping and they're kind of right. going, as soon as you go to that, that's like the when you were in high school and they played the slow song, right? And you're like, okay, I can't. Well, but for them, it's in between, right? It's like they're yeah. like, if it, it's not a slow, like it's not a great dance dancing song. It's not a great danceable song. So they're kind of like, I don't know what to do with this, and they go <laughs> sit down or start talking or mm-hmm. whatever. Go grab a pop. Yeah. Don't lose your mojo. How about you? What's your favorite song on the album? Um, I don't really have a favorite child, but I would probably say Bigger Fool. Depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Bigger Fool. Bigger Fool. Bigger Fool. Yeah. Song. Bigger Fool. And what, what is it that you like about that one particularly? Um, I like the lyrics on it. A friend of ours, Jason James, wrote that, wrote that song. Um, it's just a, I don't know, it's like a classic country heavy hitter mm-hmm. type song, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Just kind of represents what we do. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have time for one more. Yeah. Like Bigger Fool. And then let's talk about where y'all are playing coming up soon and how people can connect with you and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, you'll have to forgive me. <clears throat> My voice is struggling. I think you we've sound had, great. Well, we've had some off weeks. And like, so I, I, I went to Texas A&M. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's been an interesting, like, I'm going to die. Yeah, that's like what most Aggies. Death, most Aggies are thinking that these the days. The way this stuff is going, yeah. it's killing me. And you could like, become a Texas Tech fan. A, yeah. a little. Let's just say, like, I just take it way too seriously. That I no, look, look, dude, I'm right there with you. College football is like, uh, it's, it's like the second religion in my life. So, the Georgia Bulldogs and my Georgia Southern Eagles. You know the Texas teams. I feel for that. So, so we did the Mercy Street celebration, which mm-hmm. does a lot of recovery ministry. And guy comes out of church on Sunday, and he goes, "Can y'all start a Longhorn Anonymous group?" <laughs> because you know, at least the Aggies won. Right. Well, they should not have. Well, they, that's my my thing. Is it's like if they were just losing, that would be one thing. <laughs> but it's the whole like. Are you gonna hold on? Are you not? Are you right? But the watching the Aggies winning. right and now like, is like, like slowly being drawn yeah. and quartered, yes. and then right before you die, they <laughs> go, "Oh, go stitch you back up." Death for next by week. a thousand cuts. Yeah, we're like, oh no, no, just kidding. Oh, yeah. You're fine. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bigger fool.
You say that life with her has been all sunshine And every moment with her it feels so blessed You only knew the truth It filled your heart Make a bigger fool of you, yeah. She hangs on every fool in town. She's building you to watch you drown. Make a bigger fool of She made a fool of everybody, mm-hmm. but she's gonna make a bigger fool out of you. I make your roof leak. <laughs> That's right. You know, make the dogs run away. <laughs> like I said, I feel like uh, every She'd man has had that experience down. to some varying right? degree at some point in their wow. life. Mm-hmm. It casts a long <clears> shadow. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Thanks. So I know. Right. I have to call my psychologist now. So I know Jeff's gonna put in the. Uh, this has been great. You know, yeah. I, it's it's really refreshing good. too because. Um, it's been interesting to hear like creative things. I think God works in, in creative spaces, you know I mean? I think that's where creation comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have the capacity. One thing, one thing I love about in, in the book of Genesis is that God creates a creation that continues to create. Right. Trees that bear fruit, seeds that grow into plants. So God has this trust like in, in the world and life, sets it in motion and says, okay, now you go create. Mm-hmm. So I always love to be around creative people like y'all. And like mm-hmm. na- last week, Natty, the poet, the poet yeah. and people who just talk about where it comes from. And what's interesting to me, like with you and with her listening last week, Matt had the conversation, is that there is this mystery to this thing, like creativity. Yeah. And it's like when you say, well, where does it come from? You know, spell it out. It's like, it's right. not math. <clears throat> it's not science. Mm-hmm. There is a mystery or a mystical aspect to creativity yeah. Yeah. that... I think people resonate with because it connects it something at a transcendent kind of space and level mm. in your life. Well, I think everybody experiences it their own right now. Not everyone I can think can manifest it maybe necessarily in the ways they want to, but I think it's like a universal language, like like love or anything else. Right? Mm. It, it is a universal language of the world. It's just a matter of finding the people that are more most tuned in to harnessing and and packaging it, so to speak. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm really grateful for y'all hey, being here. Can I, can I just say this? 
you guys are super legit for a number of reasons, but one is that Carlos Hernandez did the cover yeah. for the art for your cool uh, your album. That? I mean, come on, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So how did I? I'd yeah. like just to know a snippet of that. Like, how you know, did he get interested? Like, he this guy's a legend in Texas. Grew yep. up in West Texas. Has mm-hmm. done art for really all over the world. Yeah. Has a has a print shop here in the Heights that he's been running for years. I mean, he's got art in the Smithsonian. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And there's a connection to Chapelwood and that his. <laughs> Uh, his family, a brother-in-law, sister-in-law, um, really? go to church here. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, That's cool. yeah. yeah so he, uh, Carlos is a super good guy. I mean, he's yeah. a great dude. Fantastic. Uh, Lawrence Savias, our, our old bass player, um, he and Carlos were very tight and have been for good friends for a really long time. Played music together over the years, and you know, as we, you know, again, much less we make an album now. We have to, what's it going to be titled? What's the album art going to yeah. be? Right? And we just had this idea because he'd helped us out before with okay. some things for on the merchandise side, and said, "Hey, man, how awesome would it be to get see we could get Carlos to do yeah something for the cover, and it would be you know again a one of a kind piece, and a piece of art. You yeah, know I mean literally yeah. a one of a kind thing." And uh, and we worked with them on it, and naturally we got started so late in the process. You know the way we're organized most days. You know we're we're going. Hey, uh, we'd like to have this in a week. Is that cool? You know, no. But he he was awesome with us, man. And he he was like, no, I'll totally do it. I'm into it. Um, you know, what are you guys kind of into? And we were we were really. I didn't want to point him in too many directions. We kind of were just like, here's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. You know. You're Carlos freaking Hernandez. It's a slippery slope when you go to an artist and go, let me tell you what your art should be. <laughs> and they're like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this may not fit with me. No, but we were kind of like, you know, we know. It's we, like the guy telling you to sing Purple Rain. Right. We love right, what exactly, you do, right? Exactly. We kind of showed him, here's some thing. things you've done in the past, right, that we liked to give you a direction, right? Yeah. But I'm like, we like what you do and let's go see what you do. And that's pretty much... I mean, we made maybe one or two little minor tweaks to it, but that was 97% awesome. of what he came back and was like, how about this? And we're all like, oh, man, it's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, we That's blessed. Great. And again, we thought how cool, you know, Houston yeah. institution in terms yeah. of like, let's do it all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Super. <clears throat> and the creativity and the unique, like I said, the original work that you all do and mm-hmm. he does. It fits. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So now we're just going to have to basically be like, dude, this has caught on so much. Like every album we make, you yeah. got to do a new piece of artwork. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm announcing that officially. Now you have to. Yeah. to the world. Come on, now we have to. We have to step right, up the once right. every six well, months. Well, that's the creative go, process. Brent, now we have to write another record. Yeah, yeah. going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put do not answer or block on that text right there on that number. So um, tell us a little bit how, how people can find you. Uh, you're kind of following along on your uh, website here. Mm-hmm. Um, tell people how they can find you or get plugged in. I would say the easiest way is just go to the website. It's brokenspokesmusic.com, mm-hmm. www. And we've got links to all of our social media stuff there. We're on all that good stuff. We'd love you, and we really would love for you to follow us and, and, and engage with us on those platforms so that we can continue to have opportunities to play live. Um, that'll be a whole nother podcast there. Yeah, yeah. That. But uh, it has all of our dates, links to all of our stuff. You can learn a little bit about the band, keep up with what we're doing. Um, there's a room there for you to go sign up for the mailing list. Um, we try not to hit that maybe about once a month, once every other month. Uh, you got some merchandise on, yeah, on we here. we got a merchandise on there. You give you an update on what we have going on or what's new with us. Yeah, one of the things, that it's Texas Country Music Awards in Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, we'll be up there in November. So we That's got nominated great. as a, a finalist for the... I guess traditional country western swing band of the year oh, versus at the right. wow good for y'all that's amazing and our steel player Kevin got nominated for yeah for steel player steel player yeah. of the year he did he truly is that phenomenal he's very good wow. I'm proud of him and I would encourage you to go on whatever your streaming music platform yeah. is, whether it's yep. Spotify or Apple, or Apple or Music or whatever it is that you, you use and look for the broken spokes. Yeah, we've got links all through there. You should be able to hit that and, and link to everything we got. Yeah, if so, you see these beautiful mugs, you know you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the links on the show notes, too. And then and then uh, once this goes out, I mean, you all, you all share it as yeah, much as you want. Because really, this is about you today. So um, it's been an honor to be able to spend time with you. Make sure you follow Pod Have Mercy as well. And subscribe, like, share, all the good stuff. Jeff likes you to do that because it's branding. We're branding. Yeah, well, Jeff, here's the deal, bro. We probably should talk afterwards because I'd like to actually, I'd like to talk to you about an exciting opportunity. Understanding branding. I'd like to uh, talk to you about an exciting opportunity. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, what did you ask, Jeff? What's the next time you are playing live and people want to see?
Um, we're going to be here in October. We've got, I know we've got a couple of private parties, but uh, we're going to be at a, a, a cool little bar in downtown Victoria. We're also going to be doing a, a candidate for coolest gig ever. We're going to pl be playing at the F1 race at the Circuit of the Americas here in October oh, as well. Yeah. In Austin. Right yeah. yeah. Um, so we got some fun things coming. Yeah, and those are all on the website, and you can actually click in here yep. to notify you about them and how to find more details to go to these. Yeah, Victoria's sweet. not that far. I need to get off my keister and book some more gigs or work on that, yeah. but I've been... We're a super fun show, yeah. so come see us. Yeah. We're, we're a live band. I mean, that's what we want to be, so... Mm -hmm. I know. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Jeff? That's great. You guys are w wonderful. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks for having us, John. Really appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah, all you do. Best of luck and best wishes going forward, the Broken Spokes. I'm John Stevens. I'm Matt Russell. Josh Hartel. Gus Alvarado. Ellen Story. And Brent McLennan. And this is Pod Have Mercy.